0: The reading this morning is taken from Romans, chapter 16, verses 1 to 16. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Cancria. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people, and to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend, Eponetus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia greet mary who worked very hard for you greet andronicus and junia my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me they are outstanding amongst the apostles and they were in Christ before i was greet ampliotus my dear friend in the lord Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my dear friend, Stachys. Greet Apollis, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, whose women, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been mother to me too. Greet Asyncritus. Phlegon, Hermes, Patrobas, Hermus, and the other brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philologus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the Lord's people who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. Amen.
1: Judy, you need a massive round of applause. <laughs> so uh, last week, I, uh, I said to Judith, I said, look, this is, uh, this is the reading. Are uh, you all right doing it? And I emailed her, and she just responded back you know, a couple of days later, and I thought, oh, it's going to be a definite no if there's just a little bit of a delayed response, and then said to me last Sunday, I love a challenge. (laughs) And uh, you certainly have one. Um, So I realize time has gone on a little bit. So I'm going to shortchange you. Um, You know I can talk. And I'm going to do this in 15 minutes. OK, so you've got 15 minutes. It was originally about 25. Um, But you don't mind that, do you? You're all quite happy. Uh, So it's not a hardship. But I do want to uh, share, and uh, the clicker, please, is it on there? Thank you very much. That's great. Um, I usually also walk around, but my knee's playing up a little bit, so I'm going to sit. And uh, this is going to be a bit different for me and a bit different for you. Um, But here we go. Uh, That was a, a passage of Scripture which... You might have lost the plot after about two seconds of listening and, uh, and felt like these names mean pretty much nothing to me. Uh, but I do want to unpack those names a little bit with you. And the test is, if I can do this, as I say, in 15 minutes. You know we're going through uh, a series which uh, is about together in uh, community. And, um, and today's all been about community. And, Uh, wonderful to have uh, Mark share with us those prayers of intercession um, which were so helpful and profound and and clear in terms of Christ-like love. Last week we talked about small groups in the life of the church and we had five elements of small groups and if you get the notes to the Sunday talks then you'll know that these five points were made that small groups are about singing with a holy expectation in worship and about spiritually growing together and spending time building relationship and supporting one another and having a passion to share the name of Jesus. That was last week but today right now we're going to talk about Christ-like love. I was going to do this but this is the 10 minutes that is being cut short. Aren't you really pleased? I mean it's happened already I was going to ask you to explore with someone next to you about what does it mean for you to grow up? Where did, you, where did you grow up and how long have you been a part of SBC? I was going to try and get behind your names to the stories, the backgrounds, the experiences, the influences, the people that really shaped you for good and also perhaps not so good. What happened in your past? Difficult questions, perhaps, but we all watch TV unless you're one of these people that doesn't have a TV in their house. There are some people still out there. But when you watch TV, always at the end of a program, there are the list of names, the producers, the director, and it gets, you know, the less important are the ones that are last. (laughs) But behind every name on a list that is given, whether it be on a TV program or in a church directory, when there are names, there are stories. When there are names, there are stories. Stories that we don't quite always comprehend. Situations and circumstances that perhaps we have no idea about. In this list that Paul writes to the church in Rome, there are 26. 24 of them are in the faith, two of them are not, actually. Aristopolis and Narcissus, as far as we know, were not Christians, but were heads of great households in Rome in which the Christians gathered to worship. So it's it's an interesting list, but there's a few things I want to say, actually four things in the next 11 minutes that I want to share with you. The first is that care was shown through love and affection. Greet Amplitis, my dear friend, this language of dearness is prevalent throughout this list. My mum, you've not really met my mum yet, you'll know when you meet my mum. Uh, They are chomping at the bit, my mum and dad, to get to the church and I'm trying to put them off. (laughs) But uh, they're going to come and you're going to know it. Uh, My mum is the warmest person out there, I think. She just... It just has that sort of, every time she writes me a text, it's dear. (laughs) And uh, the warmth is is very clear. Um, In this letter that Paul writes, I mean, theologians and ministers and people like that have studied Romans in depth. And they have a little bit of worry and fear and trepidation about Romans because it's so dense with theology. Big words, big concepts about God. And uh, when I trained, uh, no, when I applied to try and be a Baptist minister, I went with all these in front of about 20 um, men in their 70s in suits, looking at me with a frown. And I was this 23-year-old, a bit of a gibbering wreck, talking to these men about why I felt God called me to ministry. And I was trying to impress them by saying, oh, I've read this theologian Karl Barth's uh, Commentary on Romans. And some laughed and some scoffed. And they knew that I was just simply trying to impress them with some deep theology about a very dense book. Um, But actually... Even though there are some wonderful passages, of course there are in those early chapters and later chapters as well. You know, I am unashamed of the gospel, and all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And we were dead to sin, but now we're alive in Christ. And the Spirit helps us in our weakness. And how beautiful are the feet of those that give good news to all those. And offer yourself as a living sacrifice. There is some deep theology But we have to remember, it's not just words about God. Romans is full of love. It's a love letter. It's a relational letter. It's a pastoral letter. It's not a detached, formal letter. There is dearness all the way through it. (laughs) Claire turns 40 tomorrow. Does anyone know that? If you don't, make sure. Make sure you go and give her a big hug and wish her many happy returns for turning 40 tomorrow. But she's done something in Kairos, which made me laugh. She, she put this, these hearts outside the windows in Kairos. And then she said to me, does that look a bit weird? And I thought, no, it doesn't, because you're trying to express something of Christ-like love at Valentine's. That's what Paul is trying to do. Greet one another. Show love towards one another. Care was shown by everyone contributing to community. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. I love this. Verse 1 and 2. Be sure to welcome Phoebe as a deacon, as a servant in the church. Do so with generous hospitality that we Christians are famous for. That's the message version. Christians were famous in the early church for generous hospitality. If you want to know what the gospel good news is, look at their hospitality. (laughs) There are different cultures with different styles of hospitality. the whole passage is about showing hospitality, encouragement, blessing, contributing, being active servants in the life of the church. Priscilla and Aquila in verse 3, a couple in ministry working hand in hand with Paul. Paul wasn't on his own. Mary, who was a hard worker, Andronicus and Junior, this is what I love, They're, they're known as outstanding in the gospel. For you as a Christian here at SBC for years and years and years, are you known as someone who is outstanding in the gospel? Or are you known a bit like me, (laughs) which is the school report kind of Christian? Tries hard, could do a bit better. Who are the people among us who are outstanding in the gospel? Care was shown by everybody in the community. I think what's going on here in this list of names is that Paul is highlighting kindness. That's what he's doing, highlighting kindness. People were swapping kindness. (laughs) My uh, Lectio 365, not mine, the, uh, lots of us in the church do this, Lectio 365 uh, each day. It's an app on the phone said this this morning, Father God, as millions of people gather in your house to eat at your table, we're not Anglicans, so we don't have it every week, may we be a family defined by its goodness and kindness towards everyone. And I thought, that's Romans 16, right there. I love Charlie Mackesy. Charlie Mackesy. If you know anything about Charlie Mackersy, he wrote the book, and it's been made into a short film over Christmas. I think The Boy, the Fox, the Mole, and the Horse. And I'm going to show a clip tonight at Dwell about Charlie Mackersy, who is a Christian, and and he puts in a nutshell what the gospel means. It's a great clip. Come tonight to Dwell. He says this, Nothing beats kindness, said the horse. It sits quietly behind or beside all things. You know when people are kind around you. It radiates something of Jesus. The funny thing is, said the mole, the tiniest act of kindness can save a life. (laughs) It's not big headline stuff. Small acts of kindness and serving. Thirdly, care was part of weekly worship. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Now, this is where it gets a bit interesting. This request from Paul to greet one another with a holy, t- holy kiss. In, in many parts of the world, kissing on both sides of the cheek is a normal greeting between men and women. If you live in Albania, then it doesn't matter if you're male or female, the kisses go on and on and on. In the Middle Eastern Mediterranean culture, it was normal to greet one another. But in the context of worship, it wouldn't have been. But Paul says, in our context, in our liturgy of worship, in our practice of worship, we're going to greet each other with a holy kiss. We're going to bring the culture from outside and we're going to transform it towards what happens inside. Our worship will be marked by our greeting, our kindness and our kissing. (laughs) It's a way of peace. It's a way of affection. It's a way of love. It's a way of warmth. It's a way where we unfold our arms. It's a reminder that we're a spiritual family in this moment, in this place, and it matters. Our uh, live stream has gone down today. Uh, Oh, it's up. Oh, hello everyone on on, uh, YouTube then. Uh, uh, So... But in, in lockdown, you know, all the churches went on YouTube or Facebook Live or whatever. At the end of every service in lockdown, I did this. I gave everybody a virtual hug online. But this week, Mim's not in the center. In the, I think she's with, the, oh, no, she is. She's over there. Mim was in Kairos, and I was asking Mim, how do you sign language? And uh, how do you sign language holy? So holy, everyone, is this. Holy. Kiss. Anyone know what kiss is? Actually. And then, can we all do that? You ready? Holy. Kiss. Hug. That was the liturgy of worship back then. I'm not expecting us all to go giving each other a holy kiss. But what Paul is alluding to and encouraging, and what I'm encouraging as an application, is a development of warmth in the church. Which might put you right off, or it might not. But Paul says part of what it means to be church, part of what it means to be Co-workers, service in Christ is to warm up our worship in kindness, in affection, and in greeting. How you greet one another in coffee, I might just keep a keen eye on it. How do we greet when we when we come into the sanctuary on Sunday morning? All right, yeah, all right. Are you okay? Fine. Yep, yeah, fine. Or is there a sense of Warmth, personality, Christ in our midst, greet one another. And lastly, care was countercultural. Countercultural. This is perhaps the most incredible and challenging and gospel inspired moment. If you look through the list, it's interesting to see how many women are part of the early church, and indeed showing hospitality, and indeed being co-workers, and indeed being people in Christ. This list is about justice and inclusion. That's where caring really takes its root. Phoebe was entrusted, in verse 1, with great responsibility. Mary, a hard worker, junior, an apostle, well-known among the apostles, an outstanding person. She was someone who saw the risen Lord. She has the same status as all the other apostles. She was a woman of influence and empowerment to deliver this remarkable letter. She's trusted. She's significantly playing a part in the good news. Tryphena and Tryphosa and Persis, women who worked hard in the Lord. And Rufus' mother, who had been a mother to Paul. What does it mean for women in this church to be equal? What does it mean for people of different backgrounds to be equal? What does it mean for community to really be countercultural and transformative? That all are one in Christ Jesus. And for those of you, including myself, white, middle aged, Male, from a middle-class background, do we recognise the privileges that we are sometimes afforded, which should not be? But if you are free, you need to free someone else. And if you have some sense of power, then your job is to empower someone else. I finish. Care was shown through love and affection. Care was shown by everyone care was part of weekly worship and care was counter-cultural